Welcome back, as always, to another episode of Land Scurf. Wow. You ever wake up on a particular day and say, yes, I have the whole day to myself, there's no distractions, and I get so much done? Well, guess what? I didn't get done what I thought I would get done as far as, like, two shows, but I was so inspired today by conversation that I had, which is really a private conversation. And um, it was just a beautiful thing. And I am so inspired by the words that were given to me. Scrooge Greedy, I am so sorry I did that show and it went long and I fell out after that. So you let me know what day you're ready and we'll do it. I got all the time in the world. Scrooge Greedy, welcome. Renee Green, Sweetberry, Indigo King, 1111, and our own MGF. <laughs> I'll say it that way. But yeah, 2024 is going to be a very powerful year for all of us. And we have to claim that. We have to understand that there's, not to sound like somebody's preacher, but there is lots of power in words, in projections, in how we think. We have to understand that. It's not because I'm saying it because somebody else said it, but it's really true. As an artist, when you look at a blank piece of paper, I mean, it could be a canvas, but I do work on paper with light pencil and a lot of ink. And I kind of look at it. I have it in my head before I look at it, you know, most definitely. And when it ends hit me, because I got so many numbers, I didn't have your name programmed in the phone because I go through that app. It's not like when I'm in the United States and I say, okay, I see the number and I see his name. I got to program a lot of names into it. So just go ahead and hit me up right after. A little bit after because, you know, the outro music has to go on and there's things I have to do to wrap down. So give it like 10 minutes after I'm here, even though I'm five hours ahead of uh, the East Coast. It doesn't matter. Energy is perpetual. And like I said, you go how you feel. The human body doesn't work that way, predictable. Like today, I know I'm going to go to the bathroom at 3.59, 7.12. No, it doesn't. Hey, listen, you got to go. You got to go. It's not predicted. When you get hungry, you say, hey, I didn't know I was going to be so hungry. I didn't know I was going to get so hungry so early. So we have to go with the flow, and that's what I do. You know what I mean? Yes, brother. Thank you so much. So that being said, we project. We visualize. But we often get distracted. We often get distracted by the things out here in the world. We often get distracted by the voids that we have on the inside. And yes, we are not born into this world complete. We are born into this world with challenges. We are born into this world with things that we have to work on. We're all, we, all have a, we all have a hand out of the deck of life. You know when you play cards, you, you know, pick your cards, you have a hand. And some hands, and I've said this before, some hands look great. So, oh man, this, I'm going to whip everybody here because they got such a great hand. And you have another person who may not have such a great hand, depending on what kind of game you're playing. But the one who thinks he has a great hand, if it's not ma managed properly, he can't just get cocky. Okay, you say, okay, I got this. But how many people do you see hit the lottery and get millions of dollars in less than five years they're broke? So you may have a good hand, but you don't have a good mind to manage that hand. You may have what they call a bad hand, right? And you have a good mind to say, you know what? <laughs> this hand ain't too strong, but I got to use every bit of my wisdom, my knowledge, my savvy. Like an old boxer who's kind of over the hill, but he has a lot of experience and he has ring savvy. And the young lion is out there swinging. He's got the energy. He's got the strength. 
but he gets clipped because the old veteran got him, timed him. Doesn't mean that the old veteran is always going to win. You get old, you get old. You know what I mean? But we have to learn how to project. And what I meant on this title, which I had to do some correcting at the end, uh, low self-esteem plus materialism equals perpetual poverty. I want to welcome in Gina G. I'm glad you're here spending this time. And did I mention uh, Indigo King? Or did you just come in? Right? Sweetberry, right? My mind is all over the place. But like I said, I know, conversation that was very powerful and set me straight on something I had meditated on and, and as far as the direction is concerned. Because there's a lot going on in my head. There's a lot of things that I want to do. And time sometimes doesn't permit because it's so much. So I don't want to spread myself thin, but sometimes you could be locked in a suspended state of animation um, because it's like, uh, I want to do this. I want to do that. You got so many things, you don't know what to choose. So my hands are going to be moving faster now and better. And um, that's a beautiful thing. But low self-esteem plus materialism equals perpetual poverty. Come on, y'all. I don't mean that everybody who has low self-esteem you know, can't handle their money or it comes out that way. It may come out a different way. I know low self-esteem people who are excellent with their money. But the thing is, is when you're materialistic and you have to wear your wealth on your sleeve to prove to other people that you got it going on, but deep down you feel like you don't. That's a problem. That's, that's a recipe for disaster. So, I'm going to read a few words in a few moments and um, talk on that and then freestyle it. And honestly, I'm shooting for around an hour, as I always do. If it goes longer, it goes longer. But I just want to rest a little bit after this. I'll talk to Screws Greedy, right? And come back strong tomorrow. Not that I'm weak right now, but boy, that conversation was, was so defining. You know, sometimes you have something that you plan on doing. You say, okay, where do I start, huh? And boom, it swoops down. The word comes down through a person or a group of people or even in your own mind. And it's laid out for you. And so I know exactly what to do. I'm very excited about that particular project that I'll be doing. Right? Ah, how low self-esteem leads to perpetual poverty. (laughs) In a world dominated by consumerism. It's not uncommon to see individuals seeking solace in material possessions to fill the void of low self-esteem. This paradoxical cycle often becomes a self-destructive pattern where the pursuit of high-end items as a means to boost self-worth ultimately leads to perpetual financial struggles. In this bit of words I'm sharing with you, we will explore the various ways in which individuals with low self-esteem attempt to compensate for their insecurities through extravagant purchases and how this behavior contributes to a cycle of perpetual poverty. And I wanted to speak about this on Christmas Eve. Come on, y'all. Please, I hope that you didn't get zombified and fall into ways that we know that we need to get away from. Right? I have a few bulleted points that I wanted to read off, and here we go. External validation through possessions. People with low self-esteem often seek external validation to affirm their worth. 
acquiring expensive items becomes a way to showcase success and gain approval from others. The belief that possessions equate to personal value can drive individuals to overspend on luxury goods contributing to financial instability. Look, I'm preaching to the choir. We all know that here. Even if it's not a low self-esteem thing, just a materialism thing, that alone can put you in a state of perpetual poverty. When you combine that with a need to fill a void, to boost, boost your self-worth, then you have a double problem. And many of us in the black community have that issue. And it doesn't mean, but there's still some people who buy, 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 buy. I don't know. I don't know. I've gotten different as I got older, but I've never been that guy to want to spend a lot. I'd rather you laugh at me and say I'm broke. <laughs> you know what I mean? The illusion of status and social acceptance. High-end purchases are frequently associated with social status. Individuals yearning for acceptance may believe that owning prestigious possessions will elevate their social standing and garner respect from peers. Unfortunately, this quest for social approval through materialism can lead to financial strain and perpetuate the cycle of poverty. Social media, y'all, has made many of us do some crazy things. And like I said, it was in Orlando, Florida. I could tell you. Oh, let me see here. Gifty. Yes, I see Gifty here. What? <laughs> what? Uh, I remember being at the um, Florida Mall on Sand Lake Road in Orange Blossom Trail. For those who are still in Orlando, I still, you know, when I start speaking about America, I'm starting to forget streets. I'm like, please don't let this be some form of Alzheimer's. But, you know, when you're away from a place, it fades away. And I wasn't, I was in Orlando for 19 years, right? In New York, just under 40, like 38 years, 38 and a half years, whatever that is. But your brain is a funny thing because you remember things that are older than the more recent things. And that's not an Alzheimer's thing. It could be. I'm not saying for me, but that's just the way it works. When you're really old, older, you remember things from childhood even more because you held that memory for so long in your brain. But something that happened two weeks ago, it's on the surface. So you're not going to really retain that as much unless you have a brilliant brain. But um, I saw two guys. They were walking through the parking lot. And the way they were walking, looking around, I'm like, wait a second. Are these guys looking to steal a car out here? Are they looking at cars and everything? And one guy pointed over to one. And it was, uh, it was a Lamborghini a bright red Lamborghini. And so I said, okay, I was being nosy. I was kind of walking slow. So I saw one walk over and lean on the Lamborghini and smile. And the other guy whipped out his phone instead of taking pictures. I say, ah, I know exactly what they're doing. They're fronting like that Lamborghini belonged to him. And then the one guy who fronted with that, they walked over and switched. He took the camera and the other one stood next to it and took pictures. So I said, okay, I know where this is going to end up. This is going to end up on Instagram or Facebook or wherever. Status, because they're next to a car like that. And the women, some who are materialistic, who are thirsty that way and easily deceived, they're going to see that and say, oh, these guys are go-getters. These guys got money. Wow, I need to get with them. Wow, I need to give up a little something to secure my place in their life. And that's what these guys wanted. The illusion of the social status. And you know the funny thing about it is the people who do have this social status, 
usually don't feel it like that. Like when they say more money, more problems, you think they're just getting money, uh, being materialistic, wearing a nice clothes, driving a nice car, living in a nice mansion, all of those things that you get bombarded with on videos when you watch YouTube and different things like that doesn't mean that. Because I was speaking to someone who wasn't really aware of this whole phenomenon. Um, it was a young lady out here. And I'm always telling folks about America. I'm not going to just trash it like that. I'm going to give you the real deal. There are some good things out there. But the way I see it, trajectory-wise, it, it's really going to a different place. And I said, do you see these stars? And it's out here in Ghana, too, because there's some big stars that are here, you know, that focus on the Ghanaian following and some that, you know, just in West African general, Nigerian stars who cross over to Ghanaian audiences, Ghanaian stars who cross over. There's no competitiveness that way. There is little competition between Ghana and Nigeria, you know, on, on a status level. But when it comes to music, all the music is loved by everybody pretty much. Nobody says, well, I'm a Ghanaian and he's a Nigerian artist and I don't like him. No, the music is good. And I've been hip to some to some really good music. Matter of fact, as I talk, I'll slowly, um, slowly drop some links to some songs. Like this is club music. This is fun music. This is like, folk. this is not meditation music by, by no means. But, you know, it's some good music out there. And um, to me, the music that I hear here in Ghana, in West Africa, the club stuff, which has a good beat. Look, I know I'm 60 years old. I'm not going to no club like that unless I'm getting some video to share with you all. But um, it, it, it's like house music, some of it. And I have to find this stuff. Let me find this stuff. Let me, okay, let me hit the premium. I know I'm all over the place. And I have, okay, here's one song. I, yo, I'm going to say it like this. Yo, I love this song. Now let me mute it. I don't want to play it here. I'm going to grab the link. This song, uh, I can't get this out of my head. Don't know what the heck she's saying, <laughs> but it's a black thing. So we have a way, even if we don't speak the same language, we can feel the beat. This song, Dali, I love it. And, and it's a dance song. And there's, a, there's actually a video where you see people dancing, a little story behind it. But this version here, I love. I'm just dropping it in there for you. You all can play it while we do the show and whatnot. And there's a few other ones, right? And um. That's why y'all got to come on over to landscurve.com, right? Because when I talk about these things, when I make that particular post, you know, for the particular show, I'm going to drop these things in there. See, this is the song I was talking about. This is what I was talking about. Also, from the show yesterday with Green Wisdom, an individual dropped the questions in the, in the chat on the homepage. And I specifically said that particular post of that show. So I dropped the link in the chat room, but never to go into the chat to ask the questions. Go into that particular uh, video post on Landscare.com. The articles and everything, scroll down to the bottom. It's still there, the comment section, and that's where we're going to get down and do our talking. And that goes for me also. I'm going to direct everybody there because those comments will stay there forever. YouTube will remove comments, jack you up do all kinds of stuff when it's a good conversation because they don't want other people to observe those conversations and stuff, right? So we're good on that. Let me just, uh, I don't want too many screens open here. I'm just paranoid of that. But yeah, temporary escapes from insecurity. Hear that? Temporary escapes from insecurity. Materialistic indulgences often serve as a temporary escape from the harsh realities of low self-esteem. 
the act of making extravagant purchases provides a fleeting sense of happiness and accomplishment. However, as the initial thrill wears off, the financial consequences become apparent, exacerbating the individual's emotional distress. It's like dealing with a credit card. You get it all up front, but when it, the bill comes, it always comes. When you, I mean, it's regular. You know when it's going to come, but you're not aware of it. And boom! And you're like, man, I spent all that money. And the money I've got now, i got to use this to pay off this credit card bill. Well, you're spending this money now. But why? I'm not saying never to treat yourself to nice things. But look at your budget and balance it out with what you can afford. Look. It's better to be in charge of your finances and not let low self-esteem and that, that state of materialism take you over because it's going to take you to a place nobody's going to bail you out. You'll be the one faced with the bill. You'll be the one to foreclose home. You'll be the one that has the car that's uh, repossessed. These embarrassing things. So what? Somebody else is a fashion plate and they're out there rocking this and rocking that. These things are passing. And we can never build wealth this way. But it's a temporary thing to make people think. Who cares? When I came out here to Ghana, I knew the clothes that I had. It wasn't the New York clothes, right? It was the Florida clothes that were a little thicker than what I should be wearing out here because out here it gets daggone hot. And I just said, forget it. Let me just give away most of my clothes. I gave away 95% of the clothes that I had, and some stuff had, still had stickers on it. You know, because sometimes I see something in Banana Republic, oh, that's a nice shirt. Let me go buy that. Inexpensive, right? Didn't wear it yet, but it was a state of mind that I was in. And right now, I have a couple of nice choice pieces and stuff that I don't even wear. I got a ton of T-shirts, a ton of shorts, a couple of Crocs and sneakers and shoes. I'm good that way. This is why people say, hey, you're blending in. Yeah, I have no choice. to. Blend. I would be wearing expensive stuff anyway. I don't wear jewelry. I don't even wear the, the little African things that, they, that you can get out here as a tourist. Little African flags and beads and stuff. I just got away from all of that. I want to get into improving myself. I want to fill my voids. I want to work on myself. I want to get under the hood of who I am. I don't want to be that used car on the, in the parking, uh, in the, the used car dealer that has a fabulous paint job and the engine sucks and blows out black smoke. Let, 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 let my vehicle that I am get a little dusty and dirty, a little dent here and there, but mechanically, it's perfect. This is what we need to focus on, the real things, because when you look at it, when you transition, lots of times all we did is find ourselves in a pursuit of collecting things that has done nothing for us. You know, the saying, which is so misleading, and it's led people into this mindset he who dies with the most toys win. Ain't there something? He who dies with the most toys wins. Wins what? A life of regret when you look back on it, if you have the opportunity to know that you're transitioning and look back and say, all I did was buy things. Why? Look, we got to eat. Because you can't walk around naked, although I think that's the new thing coming soon. <laughs> we, we're, we're nudists and we need the laws to change. You know what I mean? And there'll be a lot of dirty old men there. Yes, I'm for you on that. I want to see you walking around naked. Whatever, but we got to wear clothes. We have to keep a roof over our head. The best life to me, no one's life is stress 
free. But we stress ourselves a bit too much in this world on unnecessary things. To be free of all of that, that mentality, is truly a wonderful thing. And yeah, they're nice things I want. I mean, look, I got an older GoPro. They got a new one that came out. I'm like, man, that's got... See, I can't buy one every year. Like, I'd like to, but it doesn't make any sense. Because they make little, 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 little changes in it year to year to keep you stringing along. Now, if you're a professional and you need those new amenities, but now, a couple of years went by, I'm like, man, this would be a big leap. So, eventually, I'm going to plan on getting one because it has certain amenities on there, certain things that will help me where, you know, it's a little better because I've been getting into it. I used to hate those cameras. I have other cameras. That, I used to hate those cameras with convenience and getting around. I'm a minimalist. And I've always been. But in the past, I was a minimalist with a little fluff. There's no fluff. It's bare minimum for me. And I'm free that way, finally. And this is what made it really good for me to leave out of America because they're always bombarding you with things. Even if you don't have low self-esteem, the commercials, like I said before, they did a study that back in the late 70s, no, 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 late 60s into the early 70s, in comparison to now, it's like there was only but so much stimulation and bombarding of your subconscious mind with commercials because we didn't have smartphones. We didn't have the internet as we know. It was a military thing. It was only the commercials on TV or the radio or billboards or newspapers. Now we're walking around getting bombarded with things that are popping up on our screen. You go to a website, you're getting hit with so much things that you have to process. And I do feel it's occupying too much space in our brains to keep us away from the more important things. So now in 2023, it's, it's so many in a daytime, really think about it. How many ads and advertisements are you bombarded with every single day? And how do these things influence your spending? How do these things influence your esteem? It beats your esteem down because everybody's on these commercials smiling. You look at the soap operas, everybody got the lights on. Every light on, nobody turns the light on. It's already on. Everybody's made up. Everybody wakes up and they have these designer clothes on. Everybody's driving a luxury car. They got drama, but they got stuff. And you never see them working. They just get up and have their affairs and this was creeping with this one or whatever. And it gives you a bad message like, wait a second. You know, I, I can't keep my lights on. I got to pay a higher bill. I can't, I can't do this. Man, what's wrong with me? Boom, low self-esteem. Then you go to the mall, you get a little pay. And you say, I can splurge on this. And I can tighten my belt up a little more because I want to be like the people on the TV. <laughs> Here we go. Compensating for perceived shortcomings. Some individuals use material possessions as a compensa compensa compensatory. I'm having one of those moments. <laughs> what? Mechanism, compensatory mechanism for perceived personal shortcomings. The belief that owning expensive items will mask insecurities or deficiencies can drive compulsive spending, creating a cycle of dissatisfaction as the underlying issues remain unaddressed. In that sentence, compensating for perceived shortcomings. Many of us, we think that there's something wrong or lacking. In this society, that is the job of the advertisers to make you feel that way. And you think they're there to be nice? Do you understand that when you see 
uh, let's say, for example, a fast food joint or, or a store at the mall or some company or even a purchase of a vehicle, you know, they sit around when it's these big situations and they hire people and they have the corporate bigwigs and they have people presenting to them the best way to advertise that product and why. And they argue, or I'm not going to say they argue, but some may disagree. Some may walk around pissed after the decision is made because nobody considered their decision. What I'm saying is that millions of dollars are spent on advertising. You, we ain't that good to, not, to get away from, its, from, from the seduction of it because they, 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 they have uh, psychologists. They have people who understand this and the colors inside of the thing and the words used. And, and, and if we do have a sense of low self-esteem, it's easy to convince us that we need to get this to have a complete life. Come on. You know when they're selling property like complete homes in a subdivision. What do they do? Here you go, for those who still may look at the Sunday paper, or an add-on in cyberspace. You look at these homes, and they say, selling now from the 500,000s. I remember the time when they say, we used to say from the 70,000s, right? But inflation and everything now, to buy a new home costs a whole lot unless it's a deal somewhere or something rough, fixer-upper or straight hood. <laughs> I hate to say it that way. What the hell is this dripping on me? Oh, okay. I had this drink that was in the uh, freezer, and it's leaking all over the table. Hold on. Let me put this thing on a on a rag. Yeah. So what was I saying? Okay, yeah. So you look into these homes in a subdivision. They don't just have the plans, you know, where you can see the topical view of it. There's one or two or three floors. No. They'll show that, but they'll show... A nice sunny day in the completed house, and you see the husband and the wife smiling. You'll see the kids, it's usually a son or a daughter or whatever, smiling, and a little baby, the little baby smiling, and the dog is in there, the dog is blinking, smiling. What's the dog smiling for? I have a good yard now, I can do it all over the place. They're selling you a dream. Yes, it's wonderful. But in this day and age, we got no time to play with status and these dreams. We got to be hardcore. And we're easy to spend on things that we don't need. When we're materialistic with a dash of low self-esteem. And I hate to say it, a lot of us as black people in this world have that. Don't say black anymore. It's not black. You go to Black Wall Street, you all know what I'm saying. But you're going to go back now. 1968 was 1968 when James Brown came out the song, Say It Loud, I'm Black and I'm Proud. Say it loud. I'm indigenous and I'm proud. Say it loud. I'm FBA and I'm proud. It don't sound right. Say it loud. I'm Eidos and I'm proud. (laughs) There's nothing wrong with the categories, y'all. But look at the common thread between all of us. We're the only ones fighting like this with our low self-esteem having behinds. I'm not throwing off on nobody. I just had to say that because you'll know I'm going to talk real. The ones who fuss the most most with their identity problems are the ones that are the most low self-esteem. You don't see Chinese women. I'm a strong Chinese woman. We have to emphasize that. Our sisters, we know are strong and they're the strongest. Why do we have to say it? Why do we as men 
who have that low self-esteem measure ourselves and our manhood by the size of what's swinging between our legs. And now we got to get all these pumps and then we want to get these pills and anything that can expand the size of that. That's what I tell some of the ladies. I say, yes, there's a lot of good dick attached to a fool. It's not about the size of anything. It's about your brain and how you can shape shift this demonic society and be elusive like Floyd Mayweather or Pernell Whitaker on a defensive level and not get hit. Hit and don't get hit. I've caught some hits. Every 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 fighter in the world is going to get hit, but minimize it. As a black man in America, I've caught hits, but I've minimized that bad boy. And now they're looking, this damn fool is living in Africa. We can't get to him. And he's still looking kind of young for his age. Yes, I was not going to let America drive me up like a prune by me going and buying out all of this and buying out all of this. You know, like Chuck D said, when I get mad, I put it down in the plan, give them something that they never had. And I got all day long to do what I do. And I ain't got to see these people. Even the ones that look like us, that act like the others and try to sabotage you. I was free. I was truly free. Yeah, they got their issues over here, but they don't touch me. They don't bother me. You understand? Because I know life a little bit better. But I'm enjoying my youth that I preserved at an older age. See, that's that residual thing you get. That's that kickback check that you get. The one that they had in, um, what's the word there, um, when they're doing the uh, financial thing? Um, I forgot about it. But anyway, you don't get old and drained out and go back and get young again. You hold on to your youth from young. You don't have to spend it out. Like many people wear themselves down, and I've indulged in a lot of things, no drugs, no crime, no love, but you'll know the girlfriend and all that stuff in my life. But even then, for some reason, I, I, I maintain myself. You know how far to go. It's like an alcoholic who, you know, he, he can't control himself. And some people are like, listen, that's enough. I know I had enough drinks. So you shouldn't be doing it at all, but, oh, I had enough. If you indulge in the things that preserve your youth, You'll still have some when you get older. Yes, I know I'm getting older. I looked at my body. I said, who's the hell body is that? <laughs> That's not me. I got to get back in the gym. It's all right. It's not about the gym, though. It's about your life force and your enthusiasm for life. When you have these materialistic desires, you're focusing on the wrong thing. When you have low self-esteem, it could be from childhood. It could be from being bullied by friends, making fun of you or a certain thing. About you, I saw Mike Tyson interview where he was on a uh, 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 Patrick a uh, uh, bet what's his name um, the, the the podcast, and he was saying how how did you feel when you first got in the podcast? And he said, well, listen, I felt kind of funny because of my lisp. I'm like, wait a second, people have been making fun of him like this, but I, but it's still something that bothers him, or it, it, it's a self, you know, it's a perceived shortcoming. You see what I mean? So. We perceive things that are not even real sometimes because that's what makes Mike Tyson Mike Tyson. What if Mike Tyson busted out and had a voice-changing type uh, operation, if you can do that? And they interview him and they say, hey, Mike, how are you doing? What are you doing now? Well, basically, I, um, I'm getting into the, uh, the cannabis business. I've been into it, but I'm taking this with Wait a second. That's not him. That's not the Mike Tyson we know and love. He's got to know we love him as he is. Mike Tyson, what are you doing now? Well, basically, I'm, you know, it's a foregoing conclusion. I've been in the cannabis business, but, you know, I'm going to get into a little deeper. We're going to go international. You know what I mean? So we're good with that. And what you may perceive is a shortcoming. You got to understand, and I'm talking to the low self-esteem situation. It's a plus. It makes you unique. 
I don't have to change myself to fit in. And this is what social media these days do to people so that even when they have low self-esteem issues from young, this thing pushes it and makes it worse. That you have to look like this and you have to talk like this. No, I don't want to look like anybody else out here. I don't want to talk like anybody else out here. I want to be me. I want to be unique. You know what I mean? That's what separates me. Back in the 70s, when we all go get your hair cut and go buy outfits, you don't want to wear something that somebody else has. Say, Yo, I got to take this back, man. I, I can't. I can't. You bought it first. I see that. Oh, I'll, I'll get something different. We have to enjoy our uniqueness. But I understand it's because of life circumstances, most likely in childhood or relationships that, 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 that scarred us. You can be older and have been in a marriage for 30 years where you lost yourself. You were a man or a woman, but usually a lot of time it's the woman. He catered to the man and you know, he went to school and she worked and they started having children. She stayed home. He worked. Get to an age where they can retire and he runs off with a younger woman. Leaves her alone after she gave up all those years and she forgot who she was. She doesn't know who she is anymore. She lost her identity. So this is why, you know, so if you get a low self-esteem thing from that, I can understand it. But I'll tell you this, please, no matter who you with, whether you're single, married, dating, girlfriend, boyfriend, whatever, creeping, whatever, never lose your self-identity. Never lose your sense of self, what you're all about, what you like. The little pleasures in this life that make you, you. Never give those things up. Yeah, sometimes things are tight, you gotta, but never forget what they are. You know what I mean? Never forget what they are. Perceive shortcomings. You gotta understand, it's not always real. Retail therapy as a coping mechanism. Stopping can become a coping mechanism for those struggling with self-esteem issues. The act of purchasing items provides a temporary emotional boost comparable to a quick fix for low moods. Unfortunately, the financial toll of frequent retail therapy can contribute to a cycle of debt and poverty. And when you've got that cycle of debt and poverty going on, you think not having the latest stuff or the rush of going shopping is cool. That ain't cool because you ain't getting away from it. You can't, it's the computer age. You can't get away from it. Debt and poverty, let me be that dude that has on some jeans, got a little hole in it, maybe a, a T-shirt, got a little stain in it, no jewelry on, whatever, regular shoes, and say, ah, he's nothing. The materialistic people will look at me with their credit card debt that nobody knows about. Ah, he's nothing. And, you know, I'm going to be honest. I'm going to be very honest. Can I be honest with you? <laughs> Inside joke, y'all. <laughs> uh, yeah, he who dies with the most joy wins and wants the most toys. Either way, I heard them both. I heard, heard uh, both versions. Yes, they try to accommodate both of those mindsets. Isn't that something? <laughs> anyway, what did you mean by that? Did you lose his mind? That's a little inside joke, y'all, right? Oh, God, what was I going to say? My mind is racing tonight. I don't have to do any drugs or any substances. I just push this button on. I'm like, I'm going to let the floodgates come through because I got a five or six track mind. Seriously. Oh, what I was going to say. Here in Ghana, for those who 
may be in their mind a bit more sophisticated than those who are menial workers or laborers, which all work is edifying. You can't look down at anybody as long as they're willing to work, even if their skill set is limited. As long as you're willing to work and you do your best job, you can do better, right? I'm not saying that. But you have people here, black people, black Africans here in Ghana, as you know, I'm always be truthful with it. You have the nightclubs. You have the people who do have money and have lots of money that are international in their businesses and companies and um, areas of expertise. And they have money like that. Like, I don't know if you all remember when I did the interview with the brother. I keep forgetting his name. It's right there. Um, what's his name? Kwesi. Kwasi. Something like that, right? And he's the one who developed or is developing Ghana's first homemade cell phone, right? Smartphone. And he's successful in doing that. And he's been selling them. He lives between the United States and here. And he's often here. So he wanted me to interview another friend of his because, you know, birds of a feather flock together when you're creative and when you're um, dreaming about higher things, not just the money grab, but serving the needs of the people. And you're going to make money on top of that. Well, the bottom line is that this other gentleman that he was going to have me meet built this, um, I can't say it's a high rise, but in the part of Ghana, right off in, Os in the Osu area, right? So it's not a lot of tall buildings. You have some that are a couple stories high, but nothing really, really tall. This is something that's one of the tallest ones. And it's, I think it's only 10 stories. You can see it. It's near the beach. So he wanted me to interview his buddy who built that place. It was half built. It was a multi-use structure. There are going to be some condos in there, some shops in there, restaurants, and the whole thing. And it didn't have such a big footprint. It wasn't like a really wide sprawling bit of grounds. It was very narrow, if you ask me. I'm like, wow, this guy's a genius. And on the top floor, I don't know if you all remember that video, there was a pool. It was dope. It was nice. But he couldn't make it. The guy couldn't make it. So I interviewed him there, and we were talking about different concepts. He has a restaurant coming out. I think it's uh, some other things he's, he's, he's into. What I'm saying is that you... When you have this low self-esteem and perceived voids, you got to keep moving. You can't let this thing swallow you up because it'll have you sitting down on the curb somewhere feeling useless and weighed down. And like I always like to say, tell yourself, if you can say you have problems, which is the wrong word to say, because problems, when you say problem, that's a heavy word, y'all. Oh, man, I got problems. It just make you want to lay down and never wake up. Make you want to go in the bathroom and sit down and never come out. <laughs> like when you're on the job that's stressing you. Oh, man, I got to go to the bathroom. No, you don't. You want to get away from the stress. You sit in there 15 minutes and you ain't even do nothing, right? Say you have a challenge. That's more of an action word. See? Challenge. And when you have a challenge, that means you're a champion. That means you're going to surmount the challenge. It's a call to action. Move yourself in a certain direction. So this is why with guys like this, not because they're making lots of money, that, 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 that's after the fact. But they're looking at the whole money thing and the whole pursuit of something better with the time that they have on this earth. 
It keeps them out of that low self-esteem place. Attack it with action. Attack that area that you feel you have the low self-esteem in or you may be insecure about. Attack it by getting into that very action. See, Arnold Schwarzenegger, we know he's a bodybuilder, and we knew I used to be that. I ain't taking no steroids, never did. I stopped for my own reasons. But he was a man who faced reality, right? And how did he do that? Well, he was known for having somewhat of a wider waistline than most people. If you look at a lot of his photos, he looked all right. But his waistline proportionally was a little too wide than it should have been, right? What did he do? He didn't cover it up and hide it and deny it and put put shoulder pads, make himself look wider on his shoulders. And, you know, he was wide in the shoulders and everything. What did he do? When he went to the gym, he was conscious of his wide waist. So he cut the shirt to where it allowed everybody to see his stomach. You see the psychological implications of this? He attacked what he knew was a shortcoming by exposing it himself and making it something that he had to focus on in his training a little more as opposed to hiding it. And it's not just the training, but how he ate, the foods he consumed. I can't have as much dairy anymore. I don't want to walk around with a bloated gut. And he improved himself. Structurally, he always will have a waistline that's slightly wider than most, but he improved himself by facing what it was that was an issue. So those of us, and we all have healthy insecurities going over into the unhealthy insecurities. It can, it can get unhealthy. You know, when I saw my body, I'm like, man, I, I got to get myself back. This is not Lance Curve's body. But then again, I'm 60 years old, so I'm not going to try to compete with myself when I, when I was 19. No, but I use that as a way to say, hey, I'm going to improve myself. I'm not going to let myself slip. So when you're moving toward improving yourself, you have no time to focus on the low self-esteem. So instead of the materialism, focus on improving yourself mentally, spiritually, and physically. And the low self-esteem can't hang around too long. It won't be an esteem issue. It may be just a slight insecurity. And you attack that the same way until you have nothing at all. Most of these shows that I do now, I'll write a little something like I'm reading something now, and I'll freestyle it because I know I've had a lot of experiences in life. So I have to sit up here, anal retentive, and yes, as Lance Gurr said and back in 1968, no, I don't even know what I'm going to say sometime. I have a basic understanding, but I'm having a conversation with you, even though it's one-sided, where it's just me talking. Most of the time, that's how I do my shows, unless somebody else is talking. There's just so much I've gone through, and I can draw from that. So there ain't no low self-esteem there, no insecurity there. And there's people who try to make you feel that way. They see you may have a budding gift that you may be insecure about a little bit and try to keep you down, keep you thinking that you're no good. So when I get around these guys who may be looked at as successful, but the money they've earned, it's not because I want to hang around these guys because they got money and I want to jock their pockets. I'm not a pocket watcher. You can have millions in your pocket, and I can have $5 or five CDs in my, in my pocket and walk home because I ain't got the fare, and I ain't going to say nothing. You know why? Because I say, well, listen, this is a lesson for me to learn. I'm hanging out with these dudes who got all this money. I don't have none, so I got to figure out a way that I'm going to get mine. I'm not mad at them. 
But how are you going to get it? Life is short. And we do the opposite with materialism. We front. If we can't afford it, wait for the time when you can afford something. And then when you know that you're doing an activity that's very satisfying to you, that you're known for or, or, or that brings you great joy and money, you don't even want to spend the money on this foolishness. That's, that's the way it is. But, but this, this Western culture has us all screwed up. Now, listen, I, I, I even cut off the part about Ghana. You got the club scene out here. And don't think of some some light, nondescript, these folks party hard. And the women, of course, they're gorgeous, but they lots of times know that the money men will be in these places and they want to find themselves there. Poor, poor souls. It's okay. I'm not mad at you. You'll learn. Now, let me take a sip of this drink. Give me a second. It's just shifting gears. We're going to keep on going. Oh, God. I'm going to tell you, this is some brand out here in Ghana. OKF Aloe Mango Drink. Oh, my God. Let me tell you something. This thing is like, mm. hold on. I got to take another sip. I'm sorry. <laughs> mm. This is good. Let me tell you something. You have the real people. I'm not saying you're real if you have money. You'd be just as fake as anything else. But in this materialistic world of, of illusion, smoke and mirrors, you know, oh, I just see the <laughs> I was wrong for teasing you. If you t you going to take, one day you're going to come out here and you I'm like, what? I don't know. I bought a few of them, made the bag all heavy. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to haul this bad boy home. But um, it's like this anywhere. In the West, in the UK, all over the world, where you have those who may go to a nightclub to relax and enjoy themselves, which, you know, I don't understand. But sometimes they would do little business deals. They just want to go around and watch watch people flock at their feet. Do you know who that is? That's the owner of the so-and-so and so-and-so uh, uh, gold company, right? This is the owner of the cocoa company. And these young ladies know and so they find themselves over there near them, primping, <laughs> because they want to get into another level that they're not on. But you have the guys there who also go there and act like they're somebody on that level because they want the quick fix of female companionship. So they, what, what is all this wasted energy? What, I mean, it makes no sense. It made no sense to me in the United States also. But even out here, that Western minded game and so when these people and i'm talking about the frauds they see me i'm not gonna be able no club dress like this i don't even go i mean i went a couple weeks ago circumstances led me there right and i enjoyed myself i was observing and watching but you know what i catch flashbacks in situations like that here it is 2023 and here i am and i'll tell the story i ran into some people who knew me from online and they pulled up on me. I, I had two bags of groceries, had shorts and a T-shirt and some Crocs on. I got shoes. That I just like the freedom of Crocs, right? So black Crocs. Ain't no pink business going on here, right? So they pulled Yo, that's last skirt. For I made me feel like a little celebrity, right? So they came out. We did selfies. We talked, whatever. And they're like, yo, listen. It was a mixed crowd. Some black, 
Some from like the one of the guys is from Dubai or whatever. I'm like, yo, you know me over there too. I'm like, okay, cool. So they're like, we're going to this club. It's only like three blocks away. You gotta come. You gotta come. I say, well, I got groceries here. I'm not even dressed for this. No, 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 no. You gotta come, please. I said, okay, listen. Your car is packed. I can't get over there. I'll hop in the Uber. Uber. It's only three blocks. I went over there and had a really good time. And I stayed out with my two bags of groceries. <laughs> I'm in the club with two bags of groceries. I'm like, man. And two more people walked up and said, you ass. Oh, my God. I would think that you have this big car. But I said, nah, I took Uber over here. I had two bags, bags, bags of groceries, and I'm in my dirty Crocs. <laughs> but you know what? That's cool because then other people were in there. Yo, look, who is this regular-looking guy with two bags of groceries and Crocs on and and they were dirty because when you get up by the van by me, I'm up in the mountains, man. When a little rain comes down, man, the dirt road gets muddy. You know what I mean? But I'm not, I don't care. I'm enjoying life. I'm not trying to put myself in debt to appear to somebody to be, I can't say more, but more of of, you know, what they think I should be. You know what I mean? So... I'm free right now. Yes, Gina G in the club with two bags of groceries. <laughs> and the funny part about it is I was sitting down at a table and I reached in there to grab some of the snacks. I was like, I got a snack on this. People look at me like he's like I'm crazy. I had a little drink. I had one of these drinks too, right? And the bottle is tall. The bottle's like about I think about fourteen inches. I turned that bottle up to my head. <laughs> yes, I did. I'm like, uh uh-uh, uh, I'm in the old man phase. I'm gonna enjoy this. You know, but the things that we do because of perceived insecurities and perceived shortcomings. It's too crazy. Here's another one. Comparison and the endless pursuit of more. You hear that? Comparison. And not just the pursuit of more, the endless pursuit of more. Before I, let me just read this little half paragraph, and I'm going to talk about that, right? Individuals with low self-esteem may engage in constant comparison with others, leading to an insatiable desire for more. This relentless pursuit of material possessions to measure up to societal standards can result in reckless spending, pushing these individuals further into financial instability. Comparison and the endless pursuit of more. You know you'll drive yourself crazy with that because there's always going to be somebody who has more. Right now, aside from my home, I probably have less than I ever did in my life. Oh, more is coming. By the way that things are set up, more is coming easily, sure. But right now, with the less, I'm enjoying my time more. I'm free that way. And most of us, I'm not going to say, well, you should be the same way too. No, I'm not going to say that. But if you're comparing yourself to somebody, you're never going to find peace of mind. Comparing? They're millionaires. They're billionaires. And I know one of them jokers out there might be a trillionaire. Who knows? You know what I mean? It's just something that we can't let the outside influence us that much so we feel like we're nothing. It's already bad enough, and I'm not knocking anybody who may have low self-esteem because I said before, 
it may be circumstantial where sometimes you have parents who may not be as affectionate or as loving or as supportive. Or they may feel their own frustrations because and jealousies toward the children because the children have better opportunities. This is why you have some people who are parents, like say, for example, they grew up in the old country. It could be the same country, right? But it could be the old country where they were farming and got up and had to walk so many miles with water on their head to go you know, cook breakfast, got to dig it up out the ground and pick it and stuff like that. That's a really wonderful, wholesome life, Right? They didn't realize that then. But now they're in the modern day era. They, they, they got a little older, had you, the children, right? And they're here with all these modern amenities. And you could just go to a, 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 a drive through fast food restaurant. You can just order stuff and you get in the computer and everything. You can go online and get a, 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 a job online and get paid good money, depending on what it is you're doing. And you can sit down, oh, these kids are lazy. You know, back in my day, I couldn't sit around all day. And You see what I mean? So they may be resentful of you for the opportunities that you have in this present day, not knowing we need a little bit of that. So you're not getting the exercise. We're, we're not social anymore. We don't have friends we see face-to-face. We need that. And so sometimes they'll throw off on you and try to make you feel like you're less because they see that you have a better potential to live what they may think is a better life. Hence the low self-esteem that you may have because your mother or father maybe never gave you a hug. They didn't show you love. They didn't support you. I thank the creator for the parents that I, that I say have. There is no past tense with energy, y'all. I understand, well, well if it's present tense, where are they? You can't see them but I can feel them and my parents are in me because the lessons they gave me still undergird my existence today. I get advice from things that I remember that they told me that I couldn't understand at the time, but they knew like a time release capsule, it'll release at the right time and give me the advice that I need to carry on to another day. But some people didn't have that. I'm very considerate of that. If you didn't have that, you have to love yourself. You don't need the outward things because there are people who get into outward things to fill the gaps of low self-esteem. We know that it's going to lead them into perpetual poverty, but they'll never be satisfied. And maybe think to create it, it is materialism because what if it's drugs? What if you're escaping low self-esteem with that? That's more damaging. I'd rather be in debt than OD. You see what I mean? So we got to take stock of ourselves because lots of times we find ourselves so broke because we're spending so much to show off for somebody. I'm always lowballing it. I'm always lowballing it. Or I do appreciate the donations and stuff, but it goes right back into the platform. I am not, you, you never see me out here rocking some gold chain. Say, wait a second, I didn't get that I didn't get that joke of fifty dollars one time. You he probably went out there. No, you ain't gonna see it. And it's not like I got it and don't see it. I do have trinkles and baubles and rubies from my past life. Like coming up, valuable things. You change over those things, collect us, and every now and then you'll pull out something and wear it or whatever. I'm not against that. But those are the things that shackle us because we get something nice and then we want more. The game of more and more and more. So you're never, never satisfied. 
And we're in a, this world, aside from the wickedness that's going on, we can look at the world a different way. And we can make it a beautiful thing. I complain and rant and about the injustices in the world, but at the same time I see nature and creation and how beautiful that can be and how nurturing that can be. And even if you're in the system and there in the most craziest urban situation where right now you're hearing ambulances and cops and gunshots and stuff, you can retreat into yourself because when you do that, you have more time to fill the voids that you may have. And don't take it that if you have voids, it's your fault. There's something wrong with me. I'm less than because I have a void. We're not born full. We're born with a hunger. We're born with certain bits of emptiness that we have to figure out the righteous way to fill it up. And we're not going to fill it up with materialism. We're not going to fill it up by trying to have status in the world where other people come at us and we're well-known and famous. and No. I run into people, oh, I can't believe I met you last year. You're a celebrity. No, 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 don't call me that. <laughs> I go to the bathroom to do a number two and have a one-ply one ply slip like everybody else. One-ply paper, and it slips, and it's you in the finger. Oh, man, it's on my finger. Address unknown. <laughs> In that case, don't wash your hands and shake the hand of an enemy. No, I don't mean that. I'm normal like anybody else. Oh, you talk the way you do when you're on your podcast. Of course, that's the way I talk. Hang around long enough, I'll talk your ears off too. So I'm cool with all of that. I don't get into all of that. I'm not doing this for what other people do it for. I've talked to people who are starting out things online and they got some crazy aspirations. And they're acting like they're somewhere or made it made it somewhere and they're the star and they live in this illusion. Live the real, y'all. Live the real. And like I was saying about the energy always staying current, right? That's the way it is. When we leave this this level, we're still current somewhere. And if we made more of an impact and did something with our lives worthwhile, and it doesn't have to be where our name is up in lights. It doesn't mean we have to have a million subscribers on YouTube. Some people don't even want it. They just go on YouTube just to watch the videos. It's okay. Right? It's okay to be that way. Wherever you fall on the scale of life, do what it is you're supposed to do and go in the pursuit of that. That will keep you from succumbing to this low self-esteem, but identify it and work on it. Know what it is and work on it. You got to take action on yourself. And when you're working on the superficial so much, you have no time to work on the inside. You know, I met with two young ladies the other day. and We met at Burger King and we were having a conversation. They came in to Ghana on a visit and it's, it's, it's an individual who follows us here. She comes in on the room sometime. And we sat there and talked and talked and talked and talked. And her friend, who didn't know me personally or really online, she was enjoying the conversation. Like, this guy's a down-to-earth guy. And I'm like, you know, it's beautiful to vibe with people. But you got to know yourself. The more comfortable you are 
with yourself. And the more you worked on yourself, you have less of a need to prove to the world that you're this mighty person by standards. That it's a waste of life to even try to go after. I like nice things. But I'm not going to let it make me neglect myself. What's the point? What's the point? We all got homework to do. And lots of times we hide our wounds. We hide the hurt. I understand that. Because we look at the world and everybody's smiling. Everybody's at the mall with money. Look at the banner right here. Everybody walking around with money, uh, keys, luxury cars. Everything is just hunky-dory. And half of these folks go home and put, not all of them, but I'm just saying, saying some will go home and put a gun in their head and pull the trigger. And then we look and we try to reason, wait a second, they had this car and they had this house and they had this money and they had this fame, all the things that I think that I want. No, you don't want that. If you have somebody who can simply love you for you, just one person who sees your flaws, which are not flaws, they're just things that you have yet to work on. But understand you're not going to be perfect, right? They really love you for you, and you don't have to change anything. That's all you need. But to have this false image, and you're putting this thing out to the universe, and everybody likes you for the mask, everybody likes you for the image that you have, they don't really love you because they don't know you. Even if you get into the whole materialism thing, and you buy a new wardrobe every four months, they're not going to like you for that. Who you think you are. The very thing that you think is going to get you liked in this materialistic world, this paper-thin, fraudulent, man-made, engineered world, I always say that because I see it for what it is. I'm not going to waste my time on that. If you can't accept me for who I am and respect me for who I am, I don't even have a car right now, y'all. I don't want a car right now. I'm not putting my business out in the street. I'm going to make America pay for that car when I get my Social Security check. That's my revenge. <laughs> All the hell I went through, I'm waiting for that, and then I'll get something to drive around. And maybe I won't even do that. Maybe I won't even do that. I got to wait till I'm 62. That's coming quick. I'm going to blink my eyes three times. I'll be right there with it. You see what I mean? The most introspective times that I've had in recent weeks is when I see when I walk out to the road, there's vans that go up and down, take you into the town, and then it continues on into the big city. And the town is all what you see when you see those old Jacques, Jacques Cousteau shows where we're going deep into Africa. But yeah, there's some modern amenities, but it, it, it's 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 a basic situation. And I'm one for many decades of strolled every daggone street of New York City and Midtown and Greenwich Village and Harlem. I can close my eyes now and walk those streets. And here I am walking up to from the country a little village on the outskirts of Accra up in the mountains. And those have been the sweetest times. So sometimes when the vans are full and can't pick you up, you just walk up. And it was kind of hard at first, but it's getting easier and easier. And I actually look forward to it. I like it. The views, 
the peace of mind, the sense of being somewhere else away from the stresses that I've known before. It's, it's a beautiful thing. Whatever you can do to find yourself in that place. The main thing here, the perpetual poverty won't be there if you're not indulging in materialism and you take care of the voids, the low self-esteem. If I say four plus four is eight, you can say eight minus four or eight, you know, it goes back to zero. You can read an equation forward or backward, and it's always true. See? So take care of yourself on the inside. Make sure you're filling your voids. Identify them. Don't run away from them. They can be painful to identify. But it's not you. It's, it's not a permanent state of mind or being. What you were brought into in this world that gave you those voids, you have the right to take care of them. You'll enjoy life a whole lot more when you're very comfortable with yourself and you see that you're making progress. It's not going to happen overnight where, oh, I'm going to take care of my voice tonight. I'm going to read this self-help book and I'm going to have it done. No. Sometimes you'll struggle for years with these things. I got voids that I had. It didn't come from the household. It was a loving household I grew up in. But then again, my older brother who was always on drugs on and off, more on and off. The times that he got a chance to stay home because, you know, my father wasn't letting him stay around. And of course, you know, me and my brother have different fathers. So he tried to treat him right. But when he came with that stuff, it's like, listen, we can, we can send you somewhere to get straight, but if you ain't going to do that, then you know what? You can't stay here. Because I witnessed a lot. So one of my voices having close people to me as a brother or a sister. It's not because he had a penis that, you know, it just has to be a brother. But when it came time to come home, from all my friends who had brothers and sisters, they had a built-in in their house. So they were not envious of me, but they were like, man, you got peace and quiet. You ain't have brothers and sisters to steal your shirts or your clothes. You hide a stash of money, they take it. I say, man, that must be fun. I yearn for that. And I realized that growing up, most of my best friends, they had big families. And I would sit there and marvel at how, how they acted with each other. And by no means was I lonely when I went home. I loved the solitude. I loved the peace of mind. But my own brother, I wasn't able to have a relationship with because of his drug usage. And that really hurt me. But I had to work on that because now I was too gullible to people who came around me who I thought were cool with me, but they were there to use me because I wanted, I felt, I want that brother thing going on with them. You see what I mean? Always giving and always, I had to be tough and pull back on that. But I know mine. See, I can sit here and talk about it publicly. It doesn't bother me none. It doesn't make it any more, any less because I've taken care of that void. But I know what that particular thing is like. You see, but at the same time, not having anybody else around other than my parents, I had time to read. I had time to draw. I had time to listen to music. I had time when I first started lifting weights in my room before I started going to the gym. I was doing, man, the 70s, I was getting my manhood. 
other kids were out there playing. I used to go out there and play. I used to be the life of the party also. The kids were always coming around my house. On a Friday night, everybody came over. Go out in the basement, 25 different kids. <laughs> you know what I mean? But they were all respectful. Good evening, Mr. Skirvin. Good evening, Mr. Skirvin. How are you? Can I help you with your bags? That's how we were raised. It was heaven. So me talking is nothing new. I was doing it back then. But why can't we go back to those times with each other? This whole society is hell-bent on pulling us apart. They know that we need something in our life force. The thing that we need with each other to be connected is not just our life force. Every branch on the tree is connected to the trunk or a major branch. But that trunk is pulling up stuff from the roots that every branch benefits from. The connectedness. You don't see one branch getting pissed off at the other branch. I'm jumping off this tree, man. I can't take your ass no more. I'm going over down the block, man. I'm going to start my own tree. <laughs> it ain't going to work that way. You see what I mean? But this society has pulled us apart alienating us and we have all these categories that we are that we identify with and we get on social media and rah 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 with the category that that benefits us the most and, and we're separating ourselves from each other i don't care how much you water a plant if you don't allow it to get sun it's not going to do well i don't care how much sun you give the plant if you don't water it it ain't going to do well there's many components into us being connected as a community, as, as a people, and we're being torn apart. And when we have these voids that, well, I'm not good enough, and we get into the materialism, we're really hungering to be accepted for who we are and loved for who we are. But we're so disconnected, and then we want to parade around everybody else and look at us, I got this new car. Or you in a 2022 vehicle, you bought it in December, of 2022 is damn near 2023. They just call it what they want. And you pull up next to somebody on the red light and they got the 2023 version. Same exact one you have except on the bumper or one has a spoiler or a different kind of rim that you, and you're looking at it like, oh my God, I'm not good enough because I don't have the 2023 vehicle. And this person looking at you all superior. <laughs> this stupid game. God, dog. It's crazy. Yet we're lonely and hurting on the inside, wanting the human touch, misreading what our needs are. Men out here who are lonely, who want to be appreciated. So the only fix they can get is going to a prostitute. To feel like a man because they think it's a sex thing and it may not be. Sometimes you just need a hug. Sometimes you just need a hug. And men have pressure to perform sexually. And now you feel, I got to be Long John Silver and I got to suck down those blue pills. And that's not even it. Why can't you have somebody that you're close to who you haven't even had intercourse with or anything sexual and say, listen, we're adults. I need to lay in the bed with you all night. I need just to hug you. You know most men ain't going for that, but try it sometime. Try it sometime. You might be interested in this person. You might be attracted to this person. But we fly past 
getting to know somebody, and want to jump in the bed, suck up the crotch sauce, know everything about every orifice in their body, and don't even know the damn person. Never got to know them. Let's take this thing gradual. What's the rush? Young kids trying to be grown. Young girls trying to be grown women and missing out on their childhood. And they pay for it later on because they yearn for that. That's part of the process. That's part of the foundation. You miss out on that. Trying to rush out there and be a grown woman. Yeah, we know you on your period. You have ovaries and you can get pregnant. That doesn't make you a grown woman. You still have to take time and develop. Don't rush it. We're all seeking something. I mean, we all have the basic needs, right? Got to eat, got to sleep, use the bathroom, have, have a place to stay, all that stuff. But, 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 but before that, who we are as a person. And I want to be very comfortable with who I am in this life. Because in this life, like I always say before, you are the only person that's going to be with you for the rest of your life. Every minute, every second, every hour, every day, every week, every month, and every year. We know transition will come. But out of all the people you know right now, you're going to be with you when that time comes. You are going to be with you when that time comes. You were with you all the times you went through the ups and downs in your life. So why not work on you so you can be a better you for yourself? And then we won't fall victim to these fraudulent people who come around us claiming that they want to be in a relationship with us. But all they want is a situationship for their convenience, too, in the morning when they're a little bit aroused. Not everybody. But it goes deeper than the low self-esteem thing. Are you happy with yourself? Are you happy with the progress that you've made in your life? Are you a better person today? Are you a stronger person today? Are you a more considerate person today than you were this time last year? Do you have more wisdom? Have you grown? Because there are a lot of grown people out here who have gray hairs. You think they have wisdom. We bestow wisdom on these people and they ain't nothing but a damn fool. They just hung around for a long time. It doesn't mean that they have real wisdom. And they can quote people. You can go on YouTube now and, and, and verbally plagiarize what people say. And other people start clapping. Oh, he's so wise. Oh, just because they said the one or two things? Check them out over time. What comes out their mouth over time? Well, I can tell, tell dirty jokes. We're, we're due for a comedy show. I just tell all kind of crazy stuff. People hear that show, oh, I thought Lance was more dignified than that. Oh, he's just terrible. <laughs> they kept watching and laughing, but that's a different side of me. Most of them are very, 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 very serious. Not to the point of being corny, but I rise to the level of, the, of what's around me. I can talk about anything. I don't know everything, but I can talk about anything because I go across the board develop myself where I can hang with anybody. I can sit around a table of, 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 of doctors. I ain't no doctor, but I can add something into the conversation. They'll look and say, wait a second. How do you know about that? Because I'm not just a one-way Charlie. 
And so that's where my strength lies. You see? And they'll appreciate you that you took the time to know something they know about and you're not ignorant on it. So we got to bend sometimes, make ourselves better, make ourselves more appealing. We do it for the, for, for, the, for the worldly stuff, right? You put on your best when you go to the club, when you go around where the opposite sex is going to be because you want to impress them. You see what I mean? Wow. This is so true. Low self-esteem has got more products sold than any time in history. Weaves and eyelashes and all of those things behind the mask and hoping that somebody will love you because of the image that you put. The Brazilian butt lift. Brazilian butt lift. Somebody's going to love you more because you have uh, uh, amplified booty cheeks. Come on. When a man loves a woman, whatever she is, he loves her. She is on the inside. I've done the superficial thing in my life. Yes, I have. But I was smart enough to know and see what was on the inside of a young lady. I didn't get fooled like these guys. And like I told you, I used to do a little bouncing in Orlando after, you know, we got out of work in the jail. And there was a guy who was uh, a temporary resident in the jail. And I saw him. He came over and gave me a hug, shook my hand, looked at this girl with these tight, white, see-through pants on with red panties. In a killer shape. You know what he said? Oh, my God, look at that ass. I want to marry her. And that's the damn problem with us. You hear that? Oh, my God, look at that ass. I want to marry her. You don't know who she is. But you saw that ass appealing to your lower desires. And you talk about marrying her? You're probably going to marry into hell. She might be... Cheating on you. You might not know how to make a meal or keep a home. Not that I'm being sexist and saying that's all a woman's for. No. Are you going to judge it on that? And like I always get to say, you know, you find out that your mother died. Are the booty cheeks of that woman going to soothe you and that's all it was? There's some women who may not fit the physical attributes of what you say you like. It's nice to choose and be with something that you like, those attributes, but it's got to go deeper than that. And there'll be a woman who you'll meet who will give you love and appreciation and so soothing. But yes, try to, you know, find what you like. I understand that. But it's more to, more to it than that. We're taught to judge the outside and we fall victim to that because if we feel we don't measure up to what the world says, then we'll never be appreciated. If you can't be appreciated for the integrity and the inner attributes that you have, and you have to put yourself out there physically for a man to see you, then you know what? He's not worth it. He's not worth it. And if you do those things, lots of times the good men who would be a good man to you would not would pass you over. I'm not saying, you know, we got the weaves and the eyelashes. That's not really important, y'all. And people are getting hip to that. Who are you on the inside? Can I vibe with you for the rest of my life? Will you be there for me? Will you commit to being with me as I commit to being with you? I'm a ride or die guy. We're going to ride or die. 
I mean, I condone you wanting to rob the bank, but when you got that, you told me I robbed the bank, I'm going to say, okay, get my ski mask. We'll talk about this later on after we rob the bank. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. I'm not robbing no bank for nobody. I'm just saying there's a level of dedication that we don't have today because of the superficial foolishness and materialism. I know I ranted a little more than what I thought I was going to rant on, but I'm going to wrap this down. I feel a little woozy. Y'all are so lucky. Right now it's, what, 1221, but I'm feeling a little tired. It's 721 for you. And um, if you're on the East Coast, I know Scrooge Greedy is going to give me a call real quick. And um, it's wild. The lessons that we learn in this life, if we learn them early, we have a longer, more satisfying life. We have to work on ourselves. Please look within and work on yourself. Low self-esteem can affect so many other parts of your life, and you won't even know it. Have you ever looked back? Maybe you did something in the kitchen a certain way, and you learned from an elder or somebody's grandmother a better way to do it. Or, or, or you learned a new road to get to a certain place fast and you didn't know it used to get stuck in traffic. And you say, I wish I knew this back in so-and-so-and-so. I wish I knew this five years ago. I wish I knew this 10 years ago. And now you know it. What are the things that right now or in a few years, you're going to look back on what you're doing right now and say that you wish you did that. You need to work on it and start it now. And that the main thing is working on yourself. Because if you ain't right up under the hood, you're never going to achieve success on any level. And if you do, you won't be able to hold on to it. There's things I want to do within the next few days to start, which I've started. I don't want the end of 2024 to come. And I say, oh, I wish I did this in December of 2023. Now is the future. You sit around and wait for the future. The future come. You didn't do nothing, and you ain't going to celebrate it. You're going to feel like you wasted a year. But if I say right now is December of 2024, and I want to celebrate it to get to that milestone, I need to do it now. You need to work on yourself now. Whatever it may be that bothers you about you or whatever, something on the inside deep down. Coming to the end of this year, that's the best piece of advice I can give you. Coming here on this so-called Christmas Eve, <laughs> where folks are looking under a tree for gifts, you can give yourself the best gift of all, and that's a recommitment to your life. Stop looking for other people to do for you this way. There are no gurus out here. You know yourself. You've been with yourself all of these years. Nobody knows you better than yourself. So get to work and be the best version of yourself with each passing day incrementally, a little bit at a time. People say, man, Skurv, man, you, man, I went to your website, man, I can't finish the little... I mean, I do this every day, every day for almost 23 years. What you expect? Even before there was Landscurve and it was another name website. All that work is on there too. I committed to myself. I said, number one, I'm going to do something every day. Even if I don't post it up every day, I'm going to do something every day. Right? Number two, I'm going to be me. I'm not going to da- uh, uh, get this fake persona and be trapped in it 
and not be myself. If I want to talk about anything, I'll talk about something nasty, something freaky, something righteous, whatever comes to mind. That's, I think, you all like that quality of me. Like, we don't know what he's going to say. You see what I mean? But be yourself and be true to yourself. And if other people don't like you, you love you. Don't let them call you no narcissist when you're sincere and loving and giving yourself self-care and love. That's not a narcissist. Maintaining yourself is not narcissistic. That's a whole different category. But you will have narcissists that try to call you a narcissist when you take care of yourself sincerely and try to make yourself better incrementally. They don't like it because they try to tear down and destroy you because of the voids they have that they do not want to face. Ain't that something? Boy, this is deep. We got to talk about this kind of stuff some more. I know I went off on topic, but that's what I do sometimes. And I just want to say that every day is a holiday. You don't have to wait for these businesses to pick up on their bottom line so they can say they earn more. No, you don't need that. Don't feel no pressure to buy anybody anything. Don't feel no pressure. You know what I mean? Like, like it shouldn't be, oh, God, they're going to kill me if I don't get this gift. No. All of you here in this chat room are gifts to me. Even if sometimes, like, I'm ranting on right now, and I may miss somebody saying something, Matthew, why I see you? I love you, brother. And all those who are here that I didn't see, if I scroll up, and maybe there's a couple, a couple people that came in. I see it, Joe E. Yeah, I see you, brother. Yeah. I acknowledge everybody else. Maybe there's somebody I slipped. Didn't. Willie C. Holman Jr., right? Gina G., give me some name. Libby Lou. Might be some more. When Joe. There you go. Landon Price. What's up, my brother? Okay, we got Mary Okafor. Yes, yes. Man, of course, Indigo King. Everybody else I acknowledge. Boy, there's a lot of scrolling up in this bad boy. <laughs> but yeah, be yourself. Grow with your tribe. The whole world's not going to like Lance Curve. I ain't trying to make it that way. I'm cool with who I have here and what we do here. And we vibe that way. If you violate, hit the sack. Not hit the sack. I'm, look, I'm tired. I'm going to hit the sack. Hit the door. <laughs> I said hit the sack. <laughs> I'm right next to the bed. I'm look, The bed looking good, too, boy. Oh, uh, drooling all in the pillow, making lakes. <laughs> anyway, it's good vibing. I was going to do two today. I have another one I wanted to do, but I'm, I'm kind of, you know, had a phenomenal conversation earlier today, and, and that jump-started me, and I know that's the... That was on purpose. That was that was the purpose of the day. You know, sometimes you feel like, oh God, I'm a little non-directional, and something happens, and you get a connection, and then you realize you have that moment. Ah! <laughs> You're like, that's what it was. So I'm good. I'm gonna sleep good tonight. Yes, I am, because I'm in my on my path and heading on my destiny, and it feels real good. Getting older doesn't stop that, doesn't bother that, because you know you're the sum total of all the experiences that you have, and you have this thing inside of you that is just different. I wouldn't trade the me of today back for the old version for anything in the world. Maybe I'll take the body, right? Oh, give me that young body, right? I can still get it. But the bottom line is, every day, improve yourself just a little bit than you were the day before. Or work on what you 
think of shortcomings because you're not. You have to work on yourself. And that was that's our task to present back. It's a time of transition, a person that is so much better than when we were born. Of course, you don't expect the baby to be, but the creator knows all of the things that have been thrown against us and why we may not have excelled in this so-called superficial world. That's not the goal. Excel from within. Make yourself better. I'm telling you, life will be a whole lot sweeter when you do. I'm learning that. And I may not be all the way there yet, but I'm learning that. Trust and believe. Anyway, much love to you all. Landscurve out. We're going to play a little bit of this music, put up a little banner or whatever, and um, it's another one for the record. And tomorrow's another day. And really and truly it is. Don't get caught up in this madness with this holiday stuff. Every day that you wake up is a holiday and a turn, a, a time to celebrate a turn. I'm getting all Alzheimer's with each other. I'm going to bed. I'm getting about here. I need to sleep. <laughs> Screw the creepy. If you're out there, you can give me a ring. And um, just give me 10 minutes for this music to get off. And I'll go answer Call to Nature. And, um, you know, drop bombs. And I'll be here. But I love you all. Thank you so much. We're going to have some more fun tomorrow. All right? Peace.
Just can't stop thinking about you. Just can't stop thinking about you. 